0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. The games are coming through thick and fast at the moment. Even I'm finding it really difficult to keep up with the amount of games. It feels like we're playing literally every other day, which is a great thing obviously, um because we hadn't we didn't have a chance to watch football for so long, but at the same time it's it's a bit overwhelming, you know. Uh, I'm a football fan, and I, I, I not only watch Liverpool games, but I watch the, I watch you know other teams too. And um, yeah, it's crazy just the amount of games. Are you guys enjoying it? Uh, are you enjoying the kind of quicker pace of games, or or kind of do you like the suspense and the build up? Uh, I feel like you know, there's there's no chance for like pre match build up anymore. You kind of just go one game into the next game, and and even post match after the interviews kind of everyone forgets about the game because there's a the next game one or the next game one and two days later you're playing again so um, there's kind of that's kind of been an interesting change uh, to the way, uh, this last couple of games have gone uh, since we've come down from lockdown, which has been interesting, something that, you know, I'm not used to. I'm sure you guys are not used to as well and just, something the players are probably not used to. Um, but it does give you an opportunity if you make a mistake or you don't play well to, to rectify Sudo. You don't have that kind of week or week and a half off, and, off to think about, um, that. you know, maybe a mistake you made or something you could have done better. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I'm not going to complain. Lots of football and all the time. It's a great thing from my perspective. And, um, yeah, it was a... Um, Burnley game was um, one of these ones which I think we we showed a sign of something which I'm a little bit fearful of maybe that we get next season, and that is complacency. Um, throughout the game, I think, particularly in the first half, and I'll go into the first half in a little more detail later on, but uh, we created a lot of chances, we looked hungry but then once we scored the first goal in the second half, we didn't really come out with the same kind of gusto that we needed um, to really put away a team like Burnley, and we could have easily, you know, won this game two or three nil. But we ended up drawing it. Uh, it still it doesn't it doesn't mean that we can't get the hundred points. I think we're still on for the hundred points uh, if we win our well. I think we pretty much got to win our three remaining games now. I think we might be able to draw one, um, but you know, to guarantee, we pretty much need to be winning our last three games. Um, and so to start off with, with with the Burnley game, Klopp did make decide to make again a couple of more changes. Uh, Andy Robertson back into the team, Sadio Mane back into the team, and um, Curtis Jones also making his uh, his first Premier League start, I believe. And um, it looks like I've talked about this in the past couple of episodes uh, about how I think Klopp is looking to keep the team fresh. And kind of rotating things, particularly in the fullback and midfield positions, Um, and we saw that you know we saw that again today, and and that has some benefits um, with kind of fresh players, players that aren't fatigued, uh, particularly if we're playing kind of every 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 couple of days like we have been. But the disadvantage of of that kind of approach, I think, is the lack of consistency and fluidity in the team. um, With you know one from a player perspective of knowing kind of who's who's kind of, you know, who's playing, but also from the way we play, you know, players, you know, knowing, okay, this player makes this type of run, so I know they'll be there and, um, you know, things like that. And I think um, that may have partly uh, played into us uh, not winning this match um, and and actually going on to draw. Um, But it's something that I think, uh, you know, I trust Klopp and I'm sure all Liverpool fans listen to this we trust Klopp in the changes he makes uh, he's shown in the past when he has made changes that we've still gone on, on, and on to win you know something like the Everton game from early this season when we were all surprised by the number of changes we still went on on and won so um uh, I don't th- you know, I'm not questioning Klopp, but it's just something that I think he maybe he's maybe done a little bit too much of. Um, also, you know, going into this game, we had the kind of, I'd say slightly frustrating news that Jordan Henson will be out for the rest of the season uh, for the remaining three games. He's obviously been, you know, a huge pillar of success for us in, uh, you know, throughout the whole of this season. And it's kind of sad to see him um, kind of miss out on the last couple of games. And they're going to be tough as well. We've got Arsenal, Chelsea, and then Newcastle. So won't there won't be any walk in the park. Um, games um, and we could be we could be under real threat from those teams who still have a lot to play for themselves so in the first half it was um, kind of very much all Liverpool Uh, it was full of chances for us lots of great attacks uh, both down the left and the right and we we were kind of just we we were causing problems for them players running in behind Firmino dropping deep Robertson making his great um, runs down the left but the difference in this game uh, that I called out in the Brighton game is that we were really clinical in the Brighton game particularly particularly at the beginning of the game uh with Salah and Henderson's chances and that was not the case in um in this game we we weren't clinical we made a number of chances um and some of them were partly down to our poor finishing but some of it was you know down to to uh, Nick Pope he, he is a he's a quality quality goalkeeper and um you know he showed that again You know, there's a reason why he's got the most clean sheets, and you know, you wouldn't expect, you know, someone like Burnley to have Burnley goalkeeper to have the most clean sheets because they, you know, they're kind of mid-table team, Um, you know, expect them to concede a lot, but. It's because of his brilliance, and I, th- I think 100%, I think Gareth Southgate needs to relook at that England number one position, uh, because for me, in my perspective, Jordan Pickford just isn't good enough in that position, um, and I think Nick Pope should be England's number one, particularly going into the Euros next season, but as I was talking about, you know, for, uh, for us being clinical, I think it was as much about us kind of missing chances as it was about... Um, uh Nick Pope just you know pulling out some worldies of a save and uh yeah he he kind of just showed showed to to to, to the players and, and showed to the world how much of a good goalkeeper he was the other player that I want to talk about particularly in the first half that really helped the way that Liverpool did play and was a big reason we had those chances was, was Andy Robertson uh, I've been a little bit critical of Andy Robertson over the past couple of episodes I think he hasn't had his best couple of games uh the Man City game in particular was one where he um he made he made quite a few mistakes I think um but I think this was a game where we really saw him back at his kind of flying best down the left-hand side, um, and not only the goal, which was fabulous, and we'll we'll talk we'll we'll talk about the goal in a second, but just everything from his overlapping runs, his underlapping runs, uh, you know, making the pitch really wide, which allowed Sadio Mane to have some uh, freedom and uh, you know have a lot of play in that inside left channel, which he prefers. Uh, all of that was kind of down to Andy Robertson, and he really really was goal, and obviously obviously he did get. The first goal or our only goal in this game um, after a nicely clipped ball from Fabinho in behind uh, we've seen that ball many many times from him normally out to Trent Alexander-Arnold um, it also reminded me of uh, a goal that uh, Sadio Mane scored against Manchester United I think last season where Fabinho was in a very similar position clipped the ball over uh, Sadio Mane finished that last time but this time it was a fantastic header from Andy Robertson he kind of like flicked his head at the ball so the ball kind of curved into the far corner it was like one of these great you know great finishes that you would normally if it was a right footer you'd hit with the outside of your foot um to get that kind of fade away and it was it was crazy to see a, a header like that and um when you see the trajectory of the of the ball you, you realize how good of a header it was and i was watching it on bt sport here in the uk and even peter crouch one of you know who's got the record for the most premier headed goals in the premier league even he was speechless at the goal it really really was a uh, a fantastic uh one ball over from Fabinho and then two fantastic finish from um Andy Robertson and we went in at half time i think everything was kind of going fairly well i don't think Plot would have had anything uh too negative to say to the players i think it would have just been keep it up um and try and, uh, you know put this game to bed uh, don't 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 um give them hope basically and and kind of i think that's kind of what we did uh we kept a lot of the ball we had a lot of possession in the second half but we didn't really create any proper chances uh, we didn't really get any proper chances until after we conceded, really, and I think we were just kind of passing the ball around, and, and we, I think maybe the players were thinking if we keep the ball, it's fine, you know, they're not going to score, and, and you know when it's one-nil, it's all all it takes is one chance from the opposition, uh, and they can be back into the game. But fair play to Burnley, um, they did get back into the game from a from a free kick uh, won by Tarkovsky, and then it was a great kind of uh, on the turn finish from Jay Rodriguez into the corner, and. Um, yeah, I think it was, you know, as much as I could go on about a couple of things, maybe defensively that could have been better, uh, you know, I have to praise the finish um, and, and, you know, Burnley as a whole for, for the way they play. And I think um, here at Let's Liverpool, I like to, you know, praise the opposition as well when they do things well or when they are a good team. Um, you know, it's not always down to our mistake and you know, I don't hate every other team. But one of the things I really like about Burnley and which is why, I think you know i, I was uh, i'm not too too salty about them kind of getting the equalizer is that burnley are a team that have an identity and they're not and it's not you know not the not the fancy kind of uh, identity that you know of a, of a you know a barcelona or, or anyone like that but they're not afraid to be who they are and i think that's a really really kind of powerful uh, personality and something really really powerful to to project out into the world um uh, and that you know, that all comes from from Sean Dyche and in, into all of the plays. You know the way they know the way they try the play. They, there is a reason they've been so solid in the Premier League for a number of seasons now because they have a way. They have a way that plays it works for them, um, and it's been successful and it's got them. You know they even got them into Europe. So uh, you know fair play to Burnley. Um, obviously, it would have liked to see us get the result anyway and, and go on and win, but unfortunately not. But you know got to put some got to put some praise out there to Burnley because um, I uh, yeah really really like the way they play and a really really good team. I think one of the things, kind of watching the game and just kind of thinking about it in hindsight, uh, one thing we maybe could have done differently was, and this is kind of not just the Burnley game, but for for any team we play where we know they're going to kind of, particularly Anfield, sit back and sit behind the ball um, and try and kind of defend us and maybe hit us on the break. And, and that is to, I'm thinking whether we should play kind of two attacking midfielders um, in games like that. So so obviously I kind of tried and tested and, and I think the Klopp's preferred midfield three are Fabinho, Wijnaldum and Henderson. Now I've, I've talked in a number of episodes about kind of the creativity problem as a result of that. Um, uh, but in games like this where, you know, like Henderson was outright, so let's say we'll, we'll rule him out of the pitch for the moment where we have Fabinho um, and then it was Curtis Jones and Wijnaldum who played alongside Fabinho. Now this is a kind of game where where I was questioning do we need someone like Wijnaldum? You know, Wijnaldum kind of carries the ball, but but never kind of really plays that forward penetrating pass. You know, he makes some good late runs into the into the box, and this is by no means a, a hate on Gini Wijnaldum. He has a, a very, very big role to play in the kind of way Liverpool play and, and the way we've been so successful. But I just think in games like this, you know, maybe Klopp could have gone for for a Naby Keita or an Oxlade-Chamberlain in that position instead and give us two midfielders that want to press forward and attack and play those penetrating, penetrating passes. Um, which would help us kind of solve some of that creative issue that we've had kind of almost since Coutinho left, and and uh, reduce some of that burden on Bobby Firmino, so that he can actually play further up and get those goals, you know, rather than always having to drop deep when someone like Wijnaldum kind of runs into a bit of a coldie second and doesn't know what to do. Um, so I think that's maybe something that we can explore into next season, particularly as I said again against the teams that. Um, sit back more against us. I think it doesn't harm us. You know, we, we've got we've got very very quick centre backs, so we're not going to get beaten over the top. Fabinho is quality. He cleans up a lot, um, and it's not like Naby Keita and Oxley Chamberlain and Curtis Jones didn't track back anyway. You know, these players are always putting a shift defensively as well as offensively. But just give us something different offensively than someone like Genie Wijnaldum or John Henderson does. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether Klopp tries that uh, next season. But the player of the match for me, just as we end up this episode, was, was 100% Andy Robertson. Um, as I said earlier, I criticised him a little bit over the past couple of uh, episodes of Let's Talk Liverpool um, because I think he's made some uncharacteristic mistakes from the kind of high standards we we kind of know and love from Andy Robertson. But today, he showed everything that was... Uh, great about you know great about him and and why we've you know we've we've been so solid particularly in that left back position uh, for the past couple of seasons now he made those those overlapping underlapping runs gave the space to Mane, um to work in that inside left channel and and everything kind of just worked worked really really well for him um, and the shout out to Klopp today um, is going to be around what I talked about at the beginning about consistency. I would like Klopp to, to keep a consistent eleven now uh, for the remaining games against Arsenal, Chelsea, and Newcastle. Um, we've got kind of we've got enough of a gap, I think, between all the games uh, to to allow us to do that. But uh, I'll be interested to see how if he does that kind of uh, if we if we can keep consistent and, and kind of uh, maybe play a little better than we have in the past couple of games. But that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening to this, please head over to my YouTube channel and subscribe if you're there. But uh, thank you guys for watching, and I'll catch you on the next one.